0: Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome to the first official episode of Heckna, a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are finally here, and I cannot be any more excited to finally bring you the official start of this campaign. As always, my name is Mikey, and I get the lucky pleasure to be the dungeon master for this game. You can find me on my personal social medias at Pop Culture Geek. You can also find me underneath those same socials at D and D Vibe Tribe Productions. Make sure you follow us wherever you your social media site you prefer to stay up to date with all these amazing projects we got going on. Ladies and gentlemen, we have seven count them seven actual play podcasts. So there's something for everybody. I'm so happy that everything's coming to fruition. But of course, I am not alone in this endeavor. I have an amazing cast lined up for this adventure. So we're going to go around real quickly. I'm going to have them introduce themselves, plug any socials or projects they got going on. And then also, if they choose to introduce their character and class that they are playing for this amazing campaign.
1: Everyone, yes, this is the mighty powerful Echo, the the one who's in four of these podcasts. Ugh. it feels weird saying that. Yeah, I will be playing Nicholas Heisenberg, one of our inventor duo here. And I am will be playing from the D&D wiki, the Steel Stringer. Basically, I'm going, basically the idea of the class is the common anime of the assassin who only uses strings, like wires. That's what I'll be doing. Let's see
2: how we go. And I pass it on. Hello, everyone. I'm Shane. You can find me on TikTok at Short Free the Bard, where I do talk a lot about D and a bunch of nerdy stuff. And I'm going to be starting a series going in depth on. How Willy Wonka is secretly a archfag there. <laughs> if,
1: if, if you need help, I can help.
2: Oh, I think I got it, but I appreciate the help. There is plenty of evidence. And I will be playing for this campaign our boy Revy the Clown. Pleasure to meet you. He is a bugbear, and he's going to, I'm going to be playing a
3: paladin for this very fun romp into Hekna. Hello, everybody. I'm Mikkel, or Mikkel if you're going to be like that. I'm a Swedish pro wrestler. I... You can find me online, Mikkimörbult and Spockranger on uh, TikTok. What do I have going on? I have a wrestling show coming up in Stockholm, Loftet, the 14th of April. If you're in the area, please come and look at us. It will be funny. I will probably get my ass handed to me. It's going to be good. Tonight I will be playing Moldy Vomit.
4: Hello, I am Foriana, pretty much everywhere. That's also on TikTok and on Twitch. And I will be playing our trickster cleric, Belladonna Greenhill. Well, halfling trickster. Excited to be here
5: hello everybody i'm josh aka mg preacher you can follow me at mg preacher on tiktok and mg preacher mark 2 on instagram and tonight i will be playing our fabulous gunslinger maxim mauser
6: hey everybody this is chris follow me on tiktok Mm -hmm. at uh, cosmos prefect um Working on that and a couple other projects, my website at parky.tv. be playing a half-elf rogue named Volfi. Uh, disgruntled, maybe confused, just trying to find his place in the world. I'm very anxious to see what he grows into.
0: Oh my goodness, you guys, I cannot wait. It's going to be great. (laughs) But yes, so before we jump into the adventure proper, just a little bit of a introduction as this is the first official episode to the listening audience just to give you a heads up. This campaign shifts gears pretty quickly based on how everything's going to go. So just be warned there might be instances of some body horror and some craziness and just a heads up so when those parts come up, I will give a trigger warning. So everyone prepared but tonight i don't foresee anything too wild happening but just in case just a heads up and that goes for my players as well with all that out of the way let us officially begin the campaign so we begin in kind of the camera kind of panning overhead we get some amazing shots of the landscape And the camera kind of flies over till it stops on a very foreboding forest. So dark emerald tone trees kind of tower over the entire ground of the forest. Despite the claustrophobic density of the trees and undergrowth, the forest is eerily quiet. The soil is damp from recent rain and smells pleasantly earthly tinged with the aroma of decay from the many spongy mushrooms that cover the forest floor. The natural light overhead is largely blocked out by the trees, but what little kind of peeks through casts long, unnatural shadows across the dirt paths. The silhouettes of branches reach out over the path like long, taloned hands. But it is quiet and it is peaceful. That is, until that silence and that inner zen is broken up by the sounds of multiple frantic footsteps. As the camera kind of follows where the sound is going, it finds the source and we currently find our lovely intrepid party of heroes running just full sprint through this forest. Of course, with our colorful cast of characters, we also see a small child boy about to be eh, 10 years old running alongside with them and as you guys are running we try to figure out what exactly is it that they're running from camera turns around as the party continues to run and we see that they are currently being chased by two brown bears (laughs) someone decided to boop the snoot they thought it was a good idea and now they are currently running away (laughs) So my question is, who tried to boop the snoot? Yeah, I figured our paladin would.
1: <laughs> of course, touch the giant bears they are sleeping near the cubs, yes!
0: Smart move! You're saying this as you're running? <laughs> yes. Oh, I was going to say, Shane, if you're saying something, you're muted, bud.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought I was pressing the right push to talk. Other side of the keyboard. But it wasn't a sleep. It was just around i was taller than it <laughs> was that before it stood up on its hind legs and after it's actually just a little bit below my nose
0: <laughs> so you two are currently running i'm assuming, so like um, i actually i have to actually ask this question belladonna are you ready are you on i'm riding
4: pal- on the shoulders <laughs> i was sure. gonna say there's no like, way
0: like, you're just like hanging
4: yeah, no, up. For-
2: we're not outrunning a, a brown bear without having <laughs> carrying Peloton on his yeah. shoulder.
4: Buddy, you yeah. and me later we gotta have a talk about what we do with and without wildlife, okay?
0: Yes.
1: I would like to make the first roll of the session.
0: Oh boy, what are you about to do? <laughs> I have my wires. So, I am going to give you a forewarning warning because there are two brown bears chasing after you, but if I'm you not, want to do, some, uh, do something, oh, I'm totally here for it. I'm not aiming for the brown bears. I'm
1: aiming for a branch to fall on the brown bears. I've got- I've got the range.
0: Okay, so <laughs> this is going to be interesting. So I'm going to have you roll a attack roll with sure. your steel strings. Give me a second.
5: I, I have... Attack roll with question marks.
0: <laughs> with question marks.
5: Ooh, wait, I just thought, can I assist him with that because I do have a firearm?
0: I'm gonna say no because you're currently running. I'm worried that, about <laughs> That's a
1: 22. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, I have a plus six. I'm pretty good with these
0: wires. You say that now. <laughs> I,
1: I just wait until roll 11.
0: Okay, so that definitely hit. So here's the thing. So since you're using the branch as an act- as the actual point of damage, I'm going to have you roll a d4 since a branch is a tree branch and you're going to try to hit there.
1: <laughs> hey, hey I, I'm just trying to slow it down.
0: By hitting it with a tree branch.
1: <laughs> That's, how many feet up in the air was it? Let's see.
0: Given your, I have the range of 20 feet. You grab grab the nearest tree branch, which is probably, like, mm, about five feet off the ground, so Eh, easy enough with your strings, you're just like... It took three damage. (laughs) Aww, that's cute.
1: (laughs) Hey, 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 we're running. I'm doing as much as I can to help. He has the gun.
5: Yeah, but uh, it's gonna
1: take...
0: Jeez.
5: Oh, boy.
1: Because there's no way I'm getting within 20 feet of of the bears.
0: Oh, of course not. It's a brown bear. So yeah, so you're able to use your steel strings, you wrap it around the tree branch, pull it down, and it knocks on the bear's head. It pauses or slows down more likely for a little bit as it shakes off that impact. So it's slowly falling behind, but within a good couple of seconds, once it regains itself, then it begins to continue to run full force. So the second bear is now in front, And so, as you guys are being chased, this bear, trying with a running start, picks up a little bit of speed, and it is going to attempt to jump and pounce on you. However, Uh. you know what? Let's find out. Dice, give me powers. Oh, is it me? No, it's not you, but the bear is going to attempt to pounce on Team Little Big <laughs> as we have come oh, to yeah. come. Oh no! Okay. Do I notice this? You guys are currently running. Probably not. So, never mind what <laughs> I was gonna do. So, here's the thing. So, Team Little Big, you could just feel the animalistic pressure of being hunted by this bear coursing Ooh. over that aura and as you here and briefly turn around to see this bear jump off of a rock and kind of pounce on you the moment that the bear stood hits you guys it ends up uh, bouncing off and strikes into an invisible barrier so like very cartoonish style like what happens with rubber it, the barrier caves in a little bit with the impact of the bear and then it bounces off like rubber and kind of the bear gets pushed back a little bit and as this bear is trying to claw at this thing it can't break through this barrier wow good job
4: yeah i did do a good job didn't i thanks guys yeah, so didn't...
1: yeah you did nothing
0: what whoa hoda well actually belladonna's deception check
4: real quick you gotta <laughs> hold on Oh, I got this. Let me double check what my stat might be.
0: Is this against me? No, because she told our good old paladin that, yeah, <laughs> I did that. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah, I was trying to figure out she's trying to
1: convince
0: me. I'm choosing
2: not to make a contesting check.
0: It's <laughs> gonna
4: be a 16 plus 5.
0: Oh, 21? My God. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I... I still so here's. you. Oh, jeez. This is great. Off to a great start. Yeah, so, Belladonna, mm-hmm. not only are you able to convince our bugbear here that, mm-hmm. yeah, you did that. Surprisingly, you also convinced yourself <laughs> that you did it, too. Wow, I really did do
4: that, didn't I? Dang. All right, <laughs> I had to do that
0: more often.
5: Quite literally, like, I did something. I don't know what I did, but I did something. <laughs> it was pretty cool,
4: you know.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so... All six of you catch your breath along with this small child that was running with you. And as you turn around, you continue to see the bears try to paw at it. And after a couple minutes, they just give up and then they <laughs> just start going away. I like to see it. The
1: wire after the bears go away. I, like, I would like to see if the wires go through the back through the barrier.
0: Okay.
5: As the bears are leaving, I'm going, hey, boo, boo. Let's forget about this stupid force field.
0: <laughs> the bear low-key turns at you gives you some glaring eyes before turning around and walking back.
5: <laughs> I have a feeling like that's going to bite me in the ass later. Because my picnic basket.
0: some <laughs> oh, <The> cheese Copyright. <laughs> we can't get copyrighted. <laughs> but no, Nick, you pull your strings to see if it goes through the barrier. Similarly to the bears, they couldn't get into it. Your steel strings can't get out of it.
4: Yeah, and you're welcome. I'm gonna put my hand down for Ravi to give me a low five, which is about face level for him.
2: Uh It's another survive? A five.
1: Oh my gosh. So how are we gonna survive with no food and water? Well, we <sighs> have food and water, but we don't have a lot of it.
2: It's like ten days. Or mm, you, see, gotta, love, you gotta love you gotta live the rations.
4: <laughs> yeah, keeping a positive spin on things. Good for you, Ravi. Good job.
2: Yeah, I'm sure we can figure out where we are and how to get more food and water in, within 10 days. Most likely.
5: Actually, more because I got my pack. I got about 10 days worth of food as well. I
1: also All got 10 food. days. All of y'all are
5: stuck. We're fine! protect elements. Hey, we're gold.
1: Yeah, and, our, and we do have great hunting tools, to be fair. So as you guys-
6: <laughs> is there anything that is allowed to pass through the barrier? Can we feel wind or is it messing with the light or is it nothing that we can notice?
0: You know what? Volfi, make me a perception check. <laughs> Let's see. Perception. Da,
6: da, 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 da. So I uh, 13, so it's an 18.
0: Nice. So, Wolfie, as your compatriots are having this conversation, you take a moment to look around your surroundings, and you notice that after the steel string and the bears couldn't pass through the barrier, you still feel like the breeze and things like that kind of pass through. You're able to see, like, water droplets are able to pass through, but it seems that, like, leaves and actual... Things of physical matter can't pass in or out of this barrier.
5: (laughs) Interesting.
0: So, go ahead. So it's at this point, as you guys are collectively catching your breath, so to speak, after running who knows how long in this forest, the child that was running with you is like, (laughs) do you do this often? I'm not in good shape.
2: You can ride on my other shoulder if you like.
0: Can you do
4: that? Are you kidding? You see this guy? He could do that. He
0: he could definitely do it. Sure. Okay.
6: Should we ask where the kid's from
0: first? That is an excellent question. Okay. So to give you a little bit of information. So the child that is currently with you, you met him back in the town. His name is Stefano. Stefano, like I mentioned, is about 10 years old. And he's weirdly dressed in like, how do I put this? I want to make sure I get the error. It's like this 1940s, like a la Donald Duck-esque kind of clothing situation. He has a little cap with a little black ribbon hanging off the tail end of it. His shirt is opened like a little blue vest with striped shirt underneath and wearing like black pants. And he has a little backpack on him, part of you guys giving him that. So back in town, you were asked to escort Stefano through this forest to his home. And so he was leading the way when it was when (laughs) our good old bugbear found the bears. Y'all found the bears. He booped the snoot. And thus, not necessarily made them super happy. And thus, that's when the chase ensued. So... You guys have been running for about 10, 15 minutes or so. And so at this point, Stefano's like looking around. I don't recognize this. I think if we go he pulls out his little map, sticks a finger in his mouth to see where the wind is blowing. Uh, I think it's that way.
2: All right, let's get you a better angle as he revy really picks up, up Stefano and puts him on his other shoulder.
0: There's the initial whoa as you pick him up. And then he sits on your shoulder, looks around, and says, Man, you can see the whole world from here. That's pretty
2: great, isn't it?
0: I That's like you of- already.
4: <laughs> I was gonna say it's incredible, but also keep in mind he will never know the view from our point of view in the world. Like all the ants and the the dirt and all the blades of grass. You know, silver lining it. Oh my
0: goodness, I love it. <laughs> so, I don't
1: want to say that's a silver lining.
0: Stefano just turns to you, Nick, and it's just like, What do you mean? I'll explain later. All right, suit yourself. All right, gang,
5: as he's sitting on his shoulder, that away. way I, hope I can just you- picture him holding on to his head, our bugbear's head and like outstretching him, pointing in a direction. That (laughs) away! I'm like he's not a ship. No,
0: he's a tank. Tank. (laughs) You're not wrong. I I can
5: just picture this kid doing
0: that. away. Okay. So with Stefano's direction, you guys make your way. It's about we traveling through this forest. About an hour or two past. You guys are enjoying the company. You guys are having conversations. Just typical stuff. You guys have been together for a little bit now, so at least for the most part, you guys know each other and that initial like awkward phase of meeting new people, we're past that part. And so you guys, I don't wanna say you're friends, but you guys are on good terms for now with each other. Air quotes. For now, cause that might change in a little bit. (laughs) So as you guys are continuing to walk through the forest, you come, Across a kind of clearing within the forest, and surprisingly, you know what? I need everyone to roll me a perception check, please.
5: Sorry, I'm in a good mood, so I'm seeing something right now.
2: That's an AK. Okay,
4: perception. I got a nine plus three for 12.
1: Okay, I have a plus five. Let's see that one. Well, not Nat 1, it was an 11, but my version of a Nat 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 1.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna start this counter, hold up. (laughs) Yep. Okay.
1: Wait, are you gonna put it on the counter of 11 equals Nat 1?
0: No.
5: (laughs) I got 18.
0: Okay. And that just leaves our bard, what did you get? What? I wasn't thinking
3: I was in this group yet.
1: You, you've always been here. You're just invisible.
5: He's hanging out in the back.
3: <laughs> he just emerges from, like, the undergrowth somewhere. <laughs> With the sound of a flushing toilet and uh, light screaming, then he's there, obviously. What was I rolling? Sorry.
0: <gasps> Perception. Stefanos just like, where was the outhouse? Like, how did, what?
3: <laughs> Better question, what where did running water get there?
0: He's like, where did this toilet come from? Not 20. Whoa! <laughs> so A total of 22. Jeez, Luis, this,
5: this is going nice. like
0: Yeah, he sees all.
5: <laughs> it's not...
0: It isn't gonna be that hard for everybody. Oh, I gotta roll for Stefano. Hold up. Can't
5: forget Stefano.
0: Okay, so that is a 10, so that is... Fine. <laughs> Alrighty. So as you guys make your way into this clearing...
1: After, Like like in a comedic show, I get smacked by a
0: branch so I can't see. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. It's just like, everybody, except for Nick, you guys come into this clearing. You're able to duck your way through the trees and the bushes. Nick, you're not so lucky, so as you're walking, because Revy is so tall, he's like gently pushing this branch back, and then when he lets go, it just comedically flies back and smacks you in the face. You're like, oh, my face. No, I'm not going to give you damage yet because y'all are still squishy. I'm not going to kill you yet. (laughs) But as you guys make your way into this clearing, there's a very peculiar sight in front of you wrapped in this what seems to be years and years of like vines and foliage and all kinds of plant life you see a small, abandoned train stop just positioned in this clearing. As you take a further look at it, you see that wrapped in this foliage looks to be a small steam train with a single carriage sitting on the platform. And even more particular, that these doors are invitingly open.
4: This seems suspicious.
0: All aboard, bitches!
1: For once, we agree on something. Oh, they could be friendly.
5: You know what, Robbie? A You're train. right. In the li- middle of bloody nowhere could be friendly. I do like your optimism, though.
2: I mean, we're friendly.
0: And we're in the middle of nowhere. Who ever heard of a scary train? Hold up. Pause. Stop. <laughs> There's We'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> but Stefano looks at this train and it's just huh. This is really cool and he, Revy if you wouldn't mind, could you put me down please? Oh sure, right in as Revy takes a me. So Stefano gets down from your shoulder and just gives you a smile. And then, like any child would, he gets closer to the train to take a closer look at it. Which is why his? I'm also
1: following him. This is not gonna turn out well, Max.
5: No, it's not.
1: Uh are you ready?
5: No, but let's go anyway.
1: Yeah, get, just make sure those guns are loaded.
5: i pull the hammer back. I get
1: the, I get the wires ready.
0: You're just like, something's about to pop out. I wouldn't do that to you.
1: <laughs> I, I, I banned the train
5: in the middle of nowhere. Yes, nothing's going to happen to us. I just like, the, are you ready? No, I'm not. Let's go anyways.
0: Yeah. St- story of my life. <laughs> Alrighty, so we're going to do this in sequential, so... Stefano and Revi. So Revi, you're following Stefano, and as you get a closer to this train, making sure that nothing happens to good old Stefano, you notice that besides the train and the train station that's like this, as you take a more further glance at this, you notice that there's no driver, it seems to be seen anywhere near this train. And moreover, there seems to be that there are no tracks ahead of the front of the train, or at least that are visibly. And the one little bit of the tracks that are there seem to be rusted and in disarray and ruined. It looks
2: like this has been here for a while now.
0: Do you have
5: a question? What time period is this supposed to be set in again?
0: There's not really necessarily
5: a specific
0: time period. And okay, because just... I just
5: heard train, and then I, earlier you mentioned like 1940s style, like Donald Duck. And I'm just like, I'm confused.
1: <laughs> so, and, and
5: that, this is don't... for for <laughs> us. This is like cool piece of tech, bro.
1: For everyone else, <laughs> it's a, it's a train.
0: This is something. So don't worry too much about the time period, because that's not necessarily going to be an important factor in all this. Let's just say that. Just, and this goes for the listening audience too. With this campaign, we're going to suspend the disbelief a little bit. So trains are a thing in this world.
5: (laughs) Hey, steam engines were a thing a long time ago. This world's,
2: like, going through its industrial revolution.
0: (laughs) Yes, that part.
5: (laughs) (laughs) This world was having its identity crisis. Just let it work for its thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, It's had trains for a long time, but they just discovered
0: guns. Well, technically, that actually would be a thing, too, because when mechanically we'll get to that, but that's not the important thing. So, continuing on.
6: So, wonder, I'd like to go over and kind of look, check out the signage on the the ticket booth, maybe? Was that a... Wasn't there a ticket booth? or a...
0: Yeah, there seems to be a ticket booth on this train station. So, Volfi, you go on over and you take a look at this. And you notice that there's no one inside the ticket booth. But plastered on the plate of the window of the ticket booth, it's a little bit faded, but you are able to read out that this says Starlight Express. What do you see, Volpe?
6: Flashbacks from a play I saw back in the 80s about people coming around on roller skates. It's a Starlight Express. I'm... Not sure. It's kind of strange. Nobody in here. I can't see anywhere to like purchase tokens or so. What, what, what the hell have? are
0: the eighties? Sorry, out of game real quick, Chris. Like the theater kid in me, I was just like, oh my heart. I loved it. I loved it too. <laughs>
5: Sorry. We'll continue. I,
6: I, I had to. It was just. It was too
0: easy.
5: <laughs> Max is just sitting there thinking to himself. What is life?
0: But yeah, so getting back into it, Volfi, you're able to see that no one's behind the ticket counter, but it does say Starlight Express, and so you communicate this with your party members.
1: So is is the train in Starlight, or is that like the business?
0: I will say that this is the actual name of the train, because actually... Revy, you will be able to see this since you and Stefan are technically the closest. Starlight Express plastered on the side of this train. Would I recognize the name? You know what? Just make me a straight up intelligence check real quick.
2: (laughs) Alrighty. That's going to be a 14.
0: So... Again, trains are not necessarily new. You have seen a train before, Revy. You know what a train is, specifically given your background as a performer, as you were part of a quote-unquote circus. But specifically for the Starlight Express, nothing necessarily comes to mind. All right. All right, let me see something. Revy, at this point, as you turn your gaze back to Stefano, he is
2: God. Uh, I'm gonna, right I'm gonna look around for him.
4: I think we should all look around. Can I assist I, uh, from <laughs> his shoulder top? Sure, if you want to. Okay.
2: Actually, so- I think you may have the better perception. I'll assist you.
1: Max, I bet he's in the train.
5: Random train in the middle of the uh,
1: in the middle of the forest. Yes, kids don't have common sense yet.
0: Damn, Nick is just not having it. <laughs> He's not having it. You know
5: what <laughs> perception. I mean, I could, is there enough room where he could have crawled underneath of it?
0: So here's what
5: I'm... To just step inside this. So tray.
0: here's what I'm gonna have everybody do. So since everyone's looking for and at different things, everybody who wants to look around, I want everyone to roll me a perception. <laughs>
3: I'd oh. rather not perceive. The voices get louder. I got a
0: I
4: nat 20. <laughs>
6: oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> uh, I have redeemed myself with a nat 20 as well.
6: Oh my yeah, gosh. I got a nice, smooth 7.
5: <laughs> okay, so I didn't roll the lowest. Yay!
6: You- <laughs> I'm confused at this point, trying to spin around and see what's going
0: on.
5: We're, we're just distraught right now that we just lost the kids,
0: so... So, Max, what did you end up getting?
5: A whopping nine.
0: Okay, and then, Revy, what did you get? I assisted Belladonna. Ah, gotcha. And so, Belladonna and Nick, while the rest of your, uh, compatriots either are not finding success in looking for Stefano or having a crisis with the voices in their head, apparently. (laughs) You two be a small kind of shadow, because it is daylight at this point, but you also hear the tiny footsteps coming from inside the actual train. He's in the train. What did I say?
5: Please tell me you didn't say he was in the bloody train. I
1: said he was in the bloody train. Face palm.
5: (laughs) Douglas also
1: face bombs. He made a giant rod that shoots people and then pulls them in. We should be smarter than this.
5: Right, so, so, yeah, I towards the open door of the train looking for the kid.
0: So you're just going to go in. Okay,
5: because I am going to drag this kid out of this bloody train. We're out of
1: here. I am I, I, I take a rope on to him just in case. Yes, you are.
0: This is a train, not a like dangerous cave.
1: (laughs) It's a mysterious train in the middle of nowhere with damaged tracks with cargo open, abandoned. You don't think we're gonna take precautions being the smartest people
5: in the party? I just walked past them holding that rope. Just I just want to grab that kid and get out of
2: there. I mean, we're just we just found this thing. It's probably it's just been abandoned for a long time. It could just be abandoned.
5: It could just abandoned, yeah, and who knows? The people uh, on this train could have gotten eaten by something. Yeah, we mm. also live in a mi- world where there's magic. Well, it,
4: sounds like, Revy, we got a couple of chickens on our hands.
1: I have no chicken, I'm just, I'm just not Ravi a fool. Revy is going like to
0: start making is, chicken already, noises. The
5: <laughs> You're going to make chicken noises? <laughs> by this time, i have already stepped in the train.
0: Cool. Is everyone else stepping into
2: this train? Yeah, we were stepping into the train while making oh, chicken was. noise. Yeah. At
6: least walking over and like putting hands on the train, the like
2: You all owe me five gold
5: if I'm correct. Gets into the train.
0: Oh my goodness.
5: <laughs> Alright. You, you didn't make a bet before you found uh you found him, so Oh yeah, I would have gained more gold if I made that bet with you. By this time Max is just hollering, Alright kid, where'd you go? So, as all of you
0: step inside this carriage... Does that like three, two, one? So, as you guys step inside this train, you know, despite how badly the train looks on the outside with all the foliage wrapped all over it, the inside of the carriage seems to be pretty pristine and together... It seems that the foliage wrapping around the train on the outside hasn't made its way inside the carriage yet. And as you take a look around this carriage, it's actually pretty nice. There's a couple of benches on both the left and the right side of the carriage, enough to fit eh, two to three people in each row. So there's about eh, five rows of seats on both sides. That there is carpet laid out in this carriage in a violet kind of color outlined with crescent moons and stars in a kind of gold foliage kind of color. And in front of you guys as you take a look, Stefano, who is at the front of the carriage, and he is looking at a humanoid figure uh, slumped over, just Uh,
1: sitting. uh Uh-oh, that's not good. Hello there! I, I, I look at the bugbear, I think he's dead.
0: So, at the moment, Revy, that you say hello there, this humanoid figure in front of Stefano comes to life. Ah. It just cracks a little bit, like putting its limbs in place. As all of you see this, you notice that this humanoid figure, where there should be skin, instead you see wooden appendages, and like <laughs> nuts and bolts connecting to where the joints normally are in the human body. So I need everyone really quick to roll me an arcana check to see if you know what exactly this is.
4: That'll be a 12 for me as well.
0: Cool. A six twenty total. Okay. 13 butties. <laughs> All right. So everybody except for Max, you notice that this wooden humanoid creature is known as an awakened marionette that usually similar to Warforges. But instead of being more robot like this is more marionette. So arcade magic is breathed into these creations and they are they walk and talk and think like a regular human does. Though, most of the time, these awakened marionettes are given a specific purpose when they come to life. So, usually they don't go outside of the parameters of their design. But they were able to hold a conversation with you and things like that. So as this awakened marionette stands up that he's dressed in kind of the traditional like conductor's uniform, he has a nice little blue cap with a black belt with a matching blue coat and pants. And he says, welcome to the Starlight Express tickets, tickets, please.
5: What tickets are you talking about? Nobody? We didn't have any tickets. We just found this train in the middle of bloody nowhere. Oh,
0: I think you have a ticket, sir. Check your pocket right there. I can assure you that I don't have...
5: Revy's going to
2: check his pocket.
1: (laughs) Max, we have those forces that are magical in nature. There's no way you're going to win any argument. I go to a magic school. You have to trust me on this.
5: (laughs) Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. So, Revy
0: and Max, as you guys both check your pockets, you suddenly pull out a violet ticket with the matching kind of crescent moon and star patterns of the carpet inside of the carriage, and printed on this ticket, Admission for the Starlight Express.
5: Ooh, pretty! I'm just standing there, my jaw is just slightly open. just i
0: gonna
2: walk forward and hand- <laughs> magic.
0: <laughs> ah, good sir, good, as he's like, this awakened marionette is going side by side, moving his appendages, like, in a very weird manner, but- Once he sees that you had the ticket, Revy, he goes up and, like, doing like his various weird poses. He takes out the ticket clippers, like, ha! And quickly, like, in multiple takes with his ticket hole puncher, he creates like a smiley face on your ticket. Belladonna
4: follows suit. Here you are, my fine sir.
0: Ah, thank you, love. And does the same thing, but yours, Belladonna, is hole-punched in a shape of a flower.
3: Molly's <laughs> holding up his ticket.
0: So, once again, your ticket gets hole-punched into the shape of a tent, a circus tent.
5: That's fairly interesting. I, sl- I just slowly make my way up.
0: All right, uh, No need to worry, I promise, this is gonna be fun, hoo <laughs> And like... Hole punches your ticket, Max, into the shape of a... In the shape of cotton candy. Okay. Hole punches your ticket into the shape of a jester's hat.
1: (laughs) Yep, I should have seen this coming.
6: Yes, and I'll go follow suit,
0: and I figure everyone else is on the ride, so let's all go together. So... Wolfie, you give your ticket and the a marionette kind of hole punches it, too. And yours is in the shape of a uh, clown.
1: Hey, Max, uh. I would recommend you taking a seat. What? Taking a
4: seat?
1: Oh, yes, okay. that is clearly magic. The 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 inside of this train is super I don't, really I don't know to more, to I'm it. sitting down. Nicholas also Let's, sits
6: down. i to ask the ticket uh, ticket puncher if are there assigned seats or we just fit wherever we're comfortable.
0: Oh no! Here on the Starlight Express, you can pick wherever you want. So, continuing I'm, to do the weird poses from side to side. Take a I'm seat. Calling, any seat. I'm gonna
4: window
1: seat. I'm gonna window yep. seat. Called it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the other other window seat next
2: to my ex. I'll take the aisle. I'm gonna kneel down so that Belladonna can get off.
4: And I do.
2: Where do you want to sit?
4: Wherever you want to sit, big man.
2: Uh, I want to sit next to you.
4: All right, then you just go on right up there. I see a window seat for you. I'll sit on the aisle that way in case there's a sharp turn. You don't turn me into jelly.
0: Eh, fair enough.
5: I want the conductor a question.
0: Yeah, so the conductor hears you. Uh, Max, yes, my friend. What can I help you with?
5: Exactly. Does this
0: train go? <laughs> and he lets out a jovial laugh. Well, uh, where the Starlight Express always goes to the Revelia, the greatest place on earth.
5: Forgive me, but I don't think I've ever heard of the Revelia. Uh, can you explain what that is for me, please?
0: Would I have
2: heard of the Revelia?
0: So, Max, you wouldn't have, but Revy. You know what? Or maybe. So, Revy, given your background. This actually would help you out, so I'm going to give you a choice. I'm going to let you do... I'm going to give you a choice. You can do a straight-up intelligence check, or you can give me a history. The modifier is the
2: same for both. That is a 17.
0: Given your... Well, not even your past, because currently you're still a performer yourself. There has always been talks and whispers of a place called the Revelia. The Revelia is a... How do I put this it is a giant circus with carnival rides and booths and things like that of course all the performers only talk about rumblings and the rumors that they've heard of it but outside of what exactly it is and the things that you know you've heard as well that it is a giant carnival slash amusement park slash circus all rolled into one it's a lot <laughs> but outside of that you don't know any particular specifics because you only have those second or third hand accounts from the rumors that other performers when you know you guys talk about it and things like that but, but you do know that it is a giant circus and amusement park all rolled into Oh. <sighs> Wait, we're going to the Reveglia.
2: I've only ever heard of it.
4: Yeah, you heard of it? What's it like?
2: From what I hear, it's probably one of the biggest amusement parks in the world. It put Physics Funland as shame, just like it was so small compared.
4: Oh, we're going to an amusement park? Now that's what I'm talking about. Let's do that. This trip just got sick.
3: Does the Revelia hold a candle to the Witchlight Carnival?
0: Ooh, that is an excellent question. For so Maldi specifically for you, you've also heard of the Revelia. Now there may be a little rec- there may be a little bias towards <laughs> the Witchlight Carnival for you, but logically the Revelia is a lot bigger. And there's more stuff to do. But for you, the witch light to you is better. But logically speaking, if we if you were going to think about it, the rumors that you heard, even within the witch light carnival, the witch light carnival strives to be the Revelia. from what you hear. And I beat the shit out of people who say it. <laughs> I, I look
3: forward to this uh, possibility to plagiarize. And kick everyone's ass. If there's opportunity, I will no, never back down from an ass kicking, except for if it's my ass that's going kicked. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Now, you stay out of it. And he oh. just looks off into the distance, pointing a finger at a wall.
0: You stay out of it. And Not even directly to like to Nick. You're just like, who is he pointing at? <laughs> and now we know who's going okay. to get
1: Kidnap first. Okay, good.
5: I've never heard of a carnival or an amusement park or anything, so uh, I'm actually excited for this now. This will be interesting.
6: I'm excited. There's, I'm guessing there's you know, possibility of drinks and snacks and all kinds of fun oh, stuff.
4: yeah. So. Candy floss and popped corn. But Whoa. how do
1: we, but how do we
5: return? Yeah, what about that? Well, probably the way we get back is the same way we got there. It's on a uh, on a train. But oh, we don't know is
6: there any clue to on the tickets? Is there any details written? Does this a Does the ticket say? I'm am I'm gonna look at it and see if there's anything I can see there. Good good for one trip or.
0: So, as you take a look at the the ticket, Wolfie, you. All it really says is the Starlight Express. It doesn't really give any detail outside of the patterns of the ticket and then also the new pattern that our ticket puncher punched into it. There's not really any extra detail that gives you any kind of glimmering of what the Revelia is, per se. <laughs>
1: Revelia is so good. Why is it less
2: talked about? It's talked about by hey, folks in the profession. That is true. Yeah, but so, why I, it, if it's
1: so good, why hasn't the average person heard about it?
4: If you really don't want to go, Nick, the door's right over there. <laughs> you don't have to go on the cool trip to the
5: cool you, just, amusement park. Also, oh, this design that he punched into my ticket, what is this? And you said, uh, Mikey, you said it was uh, supposed to be like a thing of cotton candy? Yes. Oh, what is this supposed to be? That
2: would be sugar floss. Sure. Uh,
4: that candy floss, some crazy about that stuff.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I've never heard of
4: this. It's it's spun sugar.
2: So they take granulated sugar and some some flavoring and coloring, and they spin it around really fast like a loom, and then they put a stick in, and what comes out is this big fluffy
3: cloud that you can eat. Now don't. When get... does
5: this train get moving? I gotta don't... try some of this.
3: Don't put too big of a concept into his mind. It's going to be hard for him to understand until he actually gets there and sees it. Yeah, but that's what it
5: is. It's like, hey, it's guys, like, a, I, it's I, a sugar I've cloud. I've done but work my entire life. I could use a little bit of fun.
0: Okay, we, we are calling cotton candy, sugar flossing out. It is canon. We are making it a thing.
1: <laughs> well, it, Nick looks at Max and just yeah, I'm, I really need to let some
2: steam Oh,
5: boy. The way I let off steam is I'd smack hot steel all day.
2: Yes. Well, at <laughs> uh, my old, old amusement park, they had a little a game where you'd take a big old ballad, like my bonko over here, and you'd hit a little uh, lever, and a weight would fly up into the air, and you would test your strength. You
0: could see if you could hit the bell at the top. I'm going to have to try this, too. Oh my gosh. Max is just, what is it? Like, Max I'm like is
5: a, like a 10 year old walking into Disneyland for the first time. Just
4: Max is on his springer.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I go to a different place for school. Like some of this makes sense. Other others does not. That's why I'm like more <laughs> neutral than Max.
0: Stefano just looks at you, Nick. And it's just, it's an adventure, bro. Like, <laughs> like it's an adventure. It's going to be a good time. Like, lean oh, yeah. into it, man. Carnival! As this 10-year-old kid is getting uberly excited of everything that he's thinking. Of. It's like, I want to ride this, I want to try that. Basically, a kid that's getting, getting excited ex-
5: reminds me of my baby brother. So, seeing <laughs> him get excited makes me think of my baby brother getting excited. So, that also gets me going, just for fun, just going, Carnival. As
0: Stefano is, cheer- is like cheering this alongside of you, Max, like, Carnival.
6: <laughs> just like to add that I do not trust clowns. <laughs> And yet you have two in the party.
4: I was gonna say I put a, I just put a hand on Ravi's shoulder, like it's okay, buddy. He didn't mean it like that. <laughs> he didn't mean nothing by you He doesn't know trust. what he's saying.
6: I meant to
3: say like we that. don't
0: we don't trust all clowns.
4: Yeah, it's you like I don't trust. real fast.
0: <laughs> it's just I don't trust all clowns, but these two, they are right. <laughs> yeah, <just> with the <laughs>
3: whole, story, you know,
0: with all carnival. Nicholas just rolls his eyes and smiles. You're just like, all right. So at this point, you guys have all found your seats. The conductor says, all righty, then just make sure that you hang on tight. And he goes, in t- he goes next to the front of the uh, carriage. He opens the sliding door and says, just hang on to your butts, kids, because things are about to get uh, interesting. And he-, he goes into the front of the train. He pulls a lever. And the first thing you guys hear is behind you. You hear the carriage door close. And then, with a sudden jolt forward, the train begins to move forward. Hello. And so, as you guys are sitting, you guys are notice that the train is moving forward slowly, and then it starts to pick up speed. The forest begins to pass by you guys as this train is picking up speed. But then, as you continue to look out the window, you start to notice that the tree line is getting higher and higher as this train is going on, to the point that now, as you look out the window, this train is now high above the canopies. So you are on top of the forest. America, I believe it is a flying train! Note, notes about this. You're just like, ooh, flying train, we gotta try that out later.
3: <laughs> I'd like to roll to nap time.
0: I'm just gonna say, you just take a nap, you're just like...
2: <sighs> <clears throat> While we're traveling, Revy's gonna talk about, like, his tales of his time at Fizzwick's Funland. Like, he's gonna pull out this big old bullwhip and, like, talk about his friend the Lion Tamer and, like, the Acrobats and all the fun shows
0: that they did. Oh, man, I cannot wait. This is gonna be so fun. But, yeah, so, Revy, as you're doing this, (laughs) Voldy's taking a nap, the rest of you are just hanging out. Stefano is... Next to you, and as both of you are looking out the window. Ooh, ah. And so, this train continues to fly above the canopy, and as it continues to store, soar, I would like everybody to make a perception check for me, please.
1: Don't you dare do what you did last time.
0: I'm napping. <laughs> uh, that's right. Oh. Uh, Revy, you're just like so into talking about your stories, you're like, you're not really paying attention.
4: <laughs> Perception is gonna be a dirty 20, 17 plus three.
0: Nice. It's a 23. You. Cool. Uh, All right, so 23 with you three, and then Max, what did you get? I got an 18. Betty, nice. Okay. Like I said, Revy, you're just like, you're entertaining Stefano with your story, so you're not necessarily paying attention to out the window. The rest of you though, minus uh, all these since you are uh, taking a nap, the four of you notice that as the train continues to soar over the canopy, in the distance you see these red kind of spires with these spotlights, like the typical spot, like giant spotlights that if you were to look at a distance, like the lights moving back and forth. So if there is a concert or something like that, you could see them in the sky. So you see these red kind of spires of what looked to be a sort of circus tent peering over the canopy with these giant spotlights moving all over the place. And as you continue to get closer to these red spires, everything becomes more clear and in focus. As you begin to see the circus tent and all the carnival rides come into view, there's a ferris wheel, there seems to be a roller coaster, there is a giant circus tent in the center of this area and as the train gets closer you also start to hear all the sounds of the carnival rides and then people laughing and screaming and all kinds of stuff and at this point the train begins to pick up speed and It circles a little bit around the revelia as you guys get to take this in before it starts to sharply take a slight nosedive, but at a steady decline. And the train just lands on the ground in front of this revelia, of the revelia. So as soon as the train comes to a full stop, the uh, conductor comes out and says, my friends, doing the dance again with his weird limbs, is this is your destination? Thank you for riding the Starlight Express. We hope your journey was nice and comfortable. But to the Revelia, we are here, so enjoy your stay. As the doors from the back of the carriage once again open, and the awakened marionette just continuing to dance, it says, and just says, I hope you enjoy yourselves. As he begins. Scooting you guys out of the train.
5: I certainly enjoyed the trip. That was an experience, and you have a pleasant day, sir.
0: Yes, you have a pleasant day.
2: I have a quick
1: question. I just
5: lean over at Nick. That thing still so creeps me out.
3: I have oh, a quick t-
2: question.
1: T- oh, trust me, it freaks me out too. At least it's not <laughs> blob of living ink. Anyways, okay.
5: I hurry out of this carriage. All right, Molly. Oh, well, oh.
0: Question.
3: Do you have wood?
0: Are you asking this to the marionette? Yes. Do I have wood? And he kind of disconnects his hand a little bit. It's just says, will this do it? Like, jokingly.
3: Th- thank you. And he takes the arm.
0: Take the <laughs> hand. As you take the hand, Mulder, you see him take something out of his pocket. It's another hand and kind of just twists it back on. And Fair waves enough. at you as you take it.
2: Cool. Well, once, we're the- once we're out of the... Once we're out of the... Carriage. Revy's gonna kneel down so Stefano and Bella can get back on his shoulders if they wish.
0: Oh, I do, for sure. Stefano elects to stay on the ground and walk beside you, Revy. As you guys exit the train and you get a little bit of distance from it, the train once again picks up speed and it begins flying back into the sky before heading back in the direction of the way you guys came from the forest. So... Really quickly, as you guys see the last of the train kind of gleam in the distance before going fully out of view, you guys turn back around and in front of you, you just see what you were able to see from the train, but now that you're on the ground level, everything is more (laughs) larger in size you're fully able to hear the cacophony of amusement park rides, guests laughing, like, music playing all over the place. But in front of you is this imposing, twisting iron-wrought archway, and on top of it, in illuminated letters glowing in red, reflecting off of the fog of this place. At first, it makes the letters difficult to read, and at this point, uh, the sun has begun to set and it is slowly becoming nighttime. And as you take a look at these letters, underneath the moonlight, you are able to read with these bright letters shimmering above the archway the Revelia. So, a little bit about this archway it's about eh, 10 feet wide, 20 feet tall. And as you look around, it seems to be the only entrance to the carnival. With the forest behind you and the th- thick trees surrounding the perimeter of the... Re- which, surprisingly, are also at the same height as the uh, walls that are encasing the carnival with the fence as well. So, at this point, Fano is going to take your hand, uh, Revi, and says, Shall we go, then? I do believe we shall. And he begins to lead you towards the entrance and leads you inside... I'm assuming the rest of you follow. <laughs> I'll go skipping along behind. And...
3: I'm going to be that guy and say, I'm going to stay on the train. No, I'll <laughs> be following, obviously.
0: I was going to say, I was like, you could attempt to, but the train has flown away. But, okay, <laughs> I'll hitchhike. It's- oh my gosh, that's awesome. So everybody's following through. Okay. So as you guys make your way into the past the archway, just inside the gate, two statues depicting a very tall clown, and his face is hidden behind a mask of sorts. And slapped onto the midriff of one of these statues, you see a poster with the same figure and kind of same mask as the statue of the clown. Except as you take a closer look at this uh, poster, that this poster is animated and it's moving, so, Think of it. Think of like the picture ghosts from Harry Potter. So essentially, it's like that. It's a living portrait in a sense. And as you guys take a look at this poster, the clown kind of is looking around and is just smiling. It looks in your guys's direction and kind of gives you a wink as it winks jovially.
2: Gonna use his hammer to give a tip of the hat to
6: the clown
0: the, the oh. clown in the poster just smiles even more jovially
6: <laughs> Volfi would like to wink back at said clown
0: As Volfi as you wink at the poster the clown catches it looks like comedically shocked just like, <gasps> but then gives you a wink back kind of being playful with you before going back to doing its own thing
3: Moldy's gonna stare off into the distance and say you stay out of it
0: oh my gosh I this is gonna be fun so, as you guys take a look at the statue is also covered, is basically made entirely of gold from head to toe. And as you are taking in the sight of the statue, even more interestingly, is every couple of seconds the statues kind of change poses. It's like, in this, it's in one position for a couple of seconds and then it's in another position in a couple of seconds. So it's basically changing poses as time goes on. And as you are looking at the statue, you finally hear, emanating from the statue's mouth, basically loudspeaker going, you hear a voice coming from the statue that says, Welcome, my weary, winsome, wondrous visitors! Rallyruinvar Revalia! Please do look around. Partake in the games, in the treats! There are no limits here. Whatever you can dream is yours. Just don't forget to smile.
5: I think that was pointed towards you, Nick. (laughs) So
0: as you step past, as you look not step, as you look past the statue before you is a wondrous, vibrant carnival, various sweethearts strolling hand in hand, munching on delectable treats, creatures and persons of all kinds walking around with smiles on their faces. You hear the laughter ringing in the air. You also see strangely dressed clowns with brightly colored hair and outfits roaming through the crowds in front of you. And everywhere you just see tents and buildings, mostly emblazoned with the same kind of red and gold color scheme going on. As you look into the distance at the center of the carnival, you see a large kind of colorful sign. And behind it you see a huge red tent kind of looming in the distance and it spires piercing the misty veil overhead. You also catch a glimpse of the glittering ferris wheel far off in the corner and both his tent and the wheel for some reason as you take a closer look appear to be hazy like a mirage. So like in the mirage during a heat wave you can see the mirage I want to say lines, like when you see a mirage and you think you see it. So it's that hazy effect with this tent and this Ferris wheel in the distance. So really quickly, as you guys are taking this in, I need everybody really quickly to roll me a perception. for one. Perception 13 plus three,
4: 16.
0: Cool. Dirty 20. Oh,
2: jeez.
5: I just rolled a 13 this time.
6: 14 here.
5: Okay.
0: Natural one Oops. for a two. And then nine for a multi. Okay. Multi and Revy, you guys are so in awe of the sight in front of you <laughs> that you're not really focusing on the right things. So you're just taking it all in. Melodonna, Max, Nick, and Volfi, you four are doing the same thing. But you notice that there is a nearby tent in this kind of entrance area, and that half hidden behind it, sitting on the ground with their arm around their waist, you see a humanoid kind of figure. And as the four of you look, this humanoid figure just looks in your direction and beckons for you to come to the tent.
4: Hey, hey, Ravi, um, check it out over there, man. What's that? Oh, there's this dude. There's a guy. He's waiting for us to come over. Let's go. Come
2: on. Oh. Well, let's go meet a new friend. <laughs> so
1: the two of you start making your way to the tent. <laughs> I, I grab Max, pulling him with me. Ah. Got You keep an eye on the rest of this group.
5: Yeah, yeah, we do. But this place is amazing. Uh, I know Alice and Matthew. They would love this place. But...
1: I've traveled to a lot of different places, so my feelings on this place, eh? I don't know if I should trust my gut, thinking this is a bad idea, or should I trust my mind saying this is a good idea? I don't know which one to
5: trust.
3: If How you have bowel you know, problems, you shouldn't trust
5: my gut, and Maybe. that way we can call it even.
3: If you have bowel problems, you shouldn't trust your gut. Just saying. Oh,
5: don't worry, um. we're good.
0: So, you four are making your way to the tent. Wolfie and Moldy, I'm assuming you're following your compatriots.
5: Yeah. Yes. Cool. Okay. Kind of
0: looking around checking stuff out. What
5: what do we call, uh, what are we calling cotton candy? Uh, sugar what, again? Floss. We're calling it sugar floss. floss. Sugar, floss. <laughs> sugar floss, okay. I just wanted to make sure I heard it. Do I see any stands or anything that has that? From where you're at, Other than what I
0: described, I really can't really see much because this, the Revelia is really large and everything Uh, towers over you. So you don't necessarily see anything immediately, but given the fact that if you get a chance later to explore, you could probably figure out where everything is. So as you're keeping this thought in, the six of you make your way over to this kind of uh, haphazard tent. And sitting on the ground in these raggedy, kind of brown, leathery kind of clothes, which also seem out of place specifically because that's what he's wearing over it. And then his. So, this male humanoid figure, there's like basically this candy striped shirt and pants ensemble he's got going on with a very torn and tattered, patched up brown coat with the kind of similar leathery tattered brown hat over his uh, head he also has a grizzled and dirty and matted like long gray beard going on and he kind of looks around and says hurry up get in really quick get in Condu?
3: this so. seems fishy yeah, I, I
1: smell candy apples this whole place smells fishy
3: to my gut. As I said, if you have bowel problems, you should, should probably stay outside of the tent.
0: I'll explain later. <laughs> Moldy, you're going to be a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> um, I am a lot of fun. I'm a clown. <laughs> or rather, I'm a jester because I play music as well.
0: Okay, so the six of you make your way into this tent. And so as you guys make your way into this tent, you're able to get a better glimpse of so this is a human male I already gave you his appearance, and he says, Did anyone follow you?
2: My friends followed me. Besides
0: them. Don't know. Probably. So, as this human looks around, he notices Stefano, and just cocks his head into sighs and in disbelief. I see the toy maker has decided to bring in more guests here. Isn't that right, Stefano. <laughs> So that wasn't the kid. Great. So Stefano looks around at the... I was just doing as I was told, Conrad. And Conrad just puts... So Conrad is the name of this human, obviously. So Conrad puts his hand o- on his brow and begins to massage his temple. And I can't necessarily blame you. You're doing what you were designed to do. But what's with the getup, kid? Here. And he takes off the hat and the sh- kind of coat and shirt ensemble off of Stefano and at this point all of you guys realized that Stefano is similarly built to the conductor you had just recently met on the Starlight Express though his facial features do look more humanoid and less wooden they look more porcelain in a sense. But you come to the understanding that Stefano is also in an awakened marionette.
1: Okay, can, can Pinocchio. I... Can, can He's everyone,
0: Pinocchio.
1: Can everyone give me the five gold that they owe me, please?
2: I owe you your money.
0: Stefano just yeah. chimes in. You never shook on it, so technically it doesn't count.
4: You
3: just <laughs>
2: said we owe you money if you're right. None of us had ever agreed to that.
4: Truly.
3: I should say I'm no, that's not the word, hmm. I told you to stay out of it.
4: Is that guy bothering you again, Vomit?
3: Shut up. Uh, oh. uh, sorry, sorry, I was talking to him.
4: No, no apology needed. I understand he sounds quite, you know, a little bit brusque, a little rude.
3: He just laughs at me, essentially. It's a little, it's a little sad.
4: But not in a funny ha way, than he's being a bully way.
3: He thinks it's funny.
4: We've all been there. You sure? probably
3: I'm gonna put my I mean uh, people
2: laughed when I first started trying to be in a clown well and, that's and, because you're a bugbear yeah
3: what
4: of it now oh, hold on now
3: I'm gonna put my hand on on Belladonna's shoulder Did Ugh, you
4: hear? Quite... <laughs> arms
3: don't worry about it alright I'm gonna put my uh, hand on uh, Bell- Belladonna's shoulder Mm. Did you hear the laughter? If
4: you were going to ask me that like um, 10 minutes ago when we were out surrounded by a bunch of people laughing, then yeah, I would say absolutely. But I haven't heard any, like, anyone telling any jokes lately. It was funny when Nick thought anybody was going to give him gold a couple seconds ago, but that's neither here nor there. No, I've, I've heard la- laughter recently. Do you vomit?
3: W- would you like to hear a joke?
4: I'd love to hear a joke.
3: So... <clears throat> I haven't told the joke yet.
4: Oh, sorry.
3: So these two clowns are eating a guy.
4: Rough start, no, not going to no
3: lie to No way, I fucked up. So Cannibals are eating a Oh. Um, w- one of them turns to the other and says, I think we should get a divorce.
4: Oh, no. Oh. The end of a marriage. How sad. How tragic.
2: I, I think that might not be the
3: punchline. Oh. oh, how about okay. this one? And he punches oh. the bugbear on the arm. Oh. It wasn't hard. Besides, oh. he can take it.
4: You're right up there, big guy. Yes.
3: Yeah. Did I hurt your feelings? It's okay. You can cry about it.
0: Oh my gosh, That's bro. what I do. Oh no. You're... Wow. <laughs> oh, no. I cry
3: about. I, I cry. Cry about your pain as well. Not about my opinion.
4: I have a question for you, Vomit. It's a very simple yes and no question. Uh-huh. Have you heard of therapy?
3: Can you repeat the question?
4: Have you heard of therapy, my man?
3: I think it's a drag show, mm-hmm.
4: right? <laughs> oh, see, there you go, making me laugh. Kid, that's that gesture. All oh, right, it's good talking to you, kid. I <laughs> feel like I'm worth it.
3: Mold is <laughs> gonna go stand in a corner somewhere where he, or he can have a conversation with this, with the voices in his head.
0: Oh, don't mind like, me. So, so dungeon master here. I did not know where that was going, but I'm kind of here for it. <laughs> okay.
5: So I, ah, I, I, sorry. sorry. I
3: I just want to be perfectly clear. I have the highest charisma in the group, and moldy might be faking this just so you know
4: i was gonna say you got the highest charisma in yeah. group, and you're gonna use okay. it
3: <laughs> no i'm not gonna use it i'm gonna buff you guys and that's it
0: oh my goodness i love it so back to what we're so where were we yes okay never mind i got it oh yeah so stefano is an awakened marionette but instead of a wooden marionette like the conductor he is made more out of porcelain Conrad puts him back in a kind of carnival attire. So, like, the clown shirt and the pants, what he's used to wearing. All right, Stefano, go on and go back to the toy maker. And you tell him that we are going to have a word later. Stefano says, yes, sir, Mr. Conrad. And before leaving the tent, he turns to you guys and says, I'm sorry for lying to you. I was just told to bring more friends to the carnival and that's what I did. I hope you- And he just looks down and, like, sad.
4: Oh, okay, kid. Hey, you know what? There's tough gigs out there and you're gonna work your way up the ladder someday and then you'll be the guy telling the puppet children to lure unsuspecting adventurers.
3: Are you seriously indoctrinating a marionette into capital?
4: You know be but we're not gonna get into that right
0: now okay
4: okay now I think it might be because he said it
0: no we cannot be talking about capitalism yes Revy (laughs) My friend
5: and I would
2: make a really good barker someday (laughs) oh my gosh
5: I look over at say hey just be lucky you didn't start out like me I started out by shoveling
0: that's right Stefano just looks up. He cracks a little bit of a smile, gives you a little salute before turning and leaving from the tent. So at this point, Conrad turns to the six of you. <sighs> what am I going to do with that little kid? Anyways. So welcome to the Revelia. My apologies in advance. Oh boy, here we go. And you just hear Conrad mutting to and says... What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And Conrad kind of looks around real quickly. Let's just say, don't let the glitz and glamour fool
2: you. Oh, I know all about the nitty-gritty of the whole carnival scene.
0: And he just leans in closer to you, Revy. How much do you know about the Revelia? Only rumors here and there? Whatever rumors you heard, kid, throw oh. them out the window, because... What you have been told versus the actual reality of the situation is completely different. But we're in a tent. There are no windows.
1: Let me put it this way. He's telling you all the rumors that you heard are lies.
5: <laughs> Metaphorical window, my friend. Metaphorical window. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so great. Shade, I loved it.
3: Metaphor is a big concept for him. Be, be kind. And so,
0: Conrad would- looks at you, Revy, It's is just... I like your spunk, kid. <laughs> Not Ravi gives him just a, a big old <laughs> toothy grip. I, I need someone to animate this right now. Big bugbear smile. Yes. Uh, okay. Back to everything. So Conrad looks at you six and says, All right, this is going to take a little bit, but to just have a seat somewhere. There's a couple of boxes. There's a pillows off over here in the corner. Just you're going to want to sit down for this one. <laughs> okay. Guys a seat. Okay, let's see it. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so all of you guys, some of you are sitting on boxes. I'm just imagining in my head, Revy and Belladonna, you find some beanbags in here.
1: (laughs) I was gonna say Nicholas is taking one of the beanbags as well.
0: So yeah, so Nick, you take a beanbag. Revy, you find the biggest beanbag you can. Belladonna, you're just like sinking into the beanbag that you find.
3: Moldy's building a pillow fort in a corner.
0: And you're just chilling, laying inside the pillow fort?
3: <laughs> he's he's in, uh, in, in full swing building the pillow fort. There's no <laughs> intention of being in it.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. And So as you guys take your seats, Conrad kind of sits on one of the boxes. All right, so let me give you the lowdown. This is the Revelia. as he sarcastically does the showman kind of both arms open with a sarcastic smile before kind of reverting, rolling his eyes a little bit. The place of glitz and glamour where all your dreams can come true. Or so people are fooled into believing, but what are you going to do? This is. Don't let all the lights and the laughter and all this fool you because everything is not as it seems. (laughs) Do you want the good news first or do you want the bad news first? (laughs) Max, good or bad? We'll put Hunter down bad. Alright, so bad news first. You're stuck here. There's no way of leaving. (laughs) However, there is some good news. There is a slight possibility that you can get out of here, but it's going to require some... How do I put this nicely? You're going to have to get rid of the ringleader around here if you want to get out of here.
5: Max, did we set the super gun yet? I just pat uh, pat my rifle that I've got tucked under my arm. I think Grizzly here will do just fine. I don't think so. Uh, I want to be careful. I want the big rounds. Remember, we tweak Grizzly up so he can take double and triple charges. Yeah.
1: Yes, we did. I forgot. I doubt it's gonna. I doubt it's gonna be that simple, though.
5: Either way, shooting this thing will make me feel better.
0: Uh, yeah, using this
1: As the wires go up, will make me feel better.
0: I see that you two are ready to fight. I'm gonna want you to keep that in mind a little bit later, but uh, let's put the weapon away, boys.
1: <laughs> the wires just go back to the glove and they just look like normal gloves.
5: <laughs> I've got my rifle set on half cock, so it's safe. Okay, here's the lowdown.
0: If you wanna get out of here, you need to get rid of the ringleader. Who is the ringleader, you may ask? I'm glad you gave you asked me that question. And at this point, from his coat pocket, Conrad opens up a little notebook, flips through a couple of pages, and then, ah, here we go, and turns it around to show you guys a picture of a masked clown, which you all recognize as the same clown face from the poster and the statues at the very front of the revelia. Hey, it's our friend from the entrance. Friend is probably not the best way to put it, but... Here's the situation. This is Heckna. He is the ringleader of the Reveillia. Don't let his smile fool you and his jovial attitude get in the way of the sinister evilness that is down in that clown right here. If you want to get out of here, you're gonna need to take him down. But it's not that easy because I have tried. I have been here. I have done everything I can and I still can't find a way to bring him down. And at this point, Conrad just again starts to mashaz his temple. Let me give you some information about this place. So like I said, Heckna here, as he points to the little sketch in his notebook, he's the mastermind behind the revelia and he rules over this whole entire place. And he's constantly watching his guests. As he puts it in air quotes, is extremely powerful here. If you see Hecna, he sees you.
1: Okay, so that's why there's statues and pictures of him moving everywhere.
0: I see, you already saw the posters. Good, you're already ahead of the game. Be very careful what you say around those posters. Those are plastered all over the place. That's how Hecna keeps
5: tabs on his guests. Is that why you stay here in this tent? Because there's no posters or anything in here, so you're free to say what you wish. Now you're getting somewhere, you, you're a smart one. Ah, appreciate the
0: compliment. Anyways, no one in at the Revelia is here by chance, and very few people are able to leave. Many have tried, all of them have failed.
1: We are the Suicide Squad of this. Mission obey. I
0: wouldn't necessarily say just like in anything, death is a possibility, but how
5: do I put this? It's not impossible, just the chances of victory is slim to none. Yes, and yep.
0: there's one other thing you should know. If perchance you perish here, it's not over for you. Yes, and at this point, Conrad beckons you guys to come peek out of the tent you guys are in and as you all like <laughs> muppet style stick your heads out like lining one of them yeah on top of each other
5: one over top of the other
0: yes so you guys see you see the a group of individuals they are it's a very interesting sight to say the least they are dressed in clown regalia as well but over their faces you see these plain white masks that are dotted in like polka dotted like confetti color patterns on there. They are very big build, very muscular, there's no shirt, they have gloves on, and you just see these guys walking around hitting each other. One of them gets upset and then a fight breaks out where they're just fighting each other. One of them gets knocked out like TKO status, very bloodied, beaten to a pulp, and momentarily later, you see this knocked-out individual, very bloodied, just get back up, wipe the blood off of him, and then continue walking with these buds as if nothing happened.
5: Again, sounds reminds me of the Mana Tree.
0: Yeah. So if you die here for some reason. The Revelia will bring you back to life, but don't make it a point to die because uh, there's a cost every time you come back. So just uh, FYI.
5: This place is worse than Nidarstrand. <laughs> I don't know. That place is pretty bad,
0: but. So he beckons you guys to come back. And before he gets a chance to say anything else from outside of the tent, you hear a distant sound of kind of trumpets and drums growing louder and louder. And Conrad's just, oh boy, here we go. Stay here and don't give yourselves away, but the parade is about to start. And that is where we're gonna end tonight's session. Dang it. I want want to say one thing, but I'm I'm with it. Okay, so really quickly, let's do sign off and then we'll go from there. So. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the first official episode of Hecna, a D&D 5th edition podcast. Oh my goodness, like just the amount of prepping that I have done over the last couple months. I'm so excited that it's finally here. So, you guys are now in the Revelia. So, now things can get extra fun and crazy. I, I can't wait. But that is going to be it for us tonight. So to everybody who is listening, thank you for tuning in. We will be back with the next episode to see what happens with our intrepid heroes as they learn more about the true nature of the Revelia. So from me, Mikey, and my amazing cast, I would like to thank you for listening. And as always here at the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions, remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. See y'all later!